Digging up potatoes is backbreaking work and I almost gave up growing them on that basis alone until I discovered that you could plant, grow and harvest potatoes without ever digging the ground. Hello and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 385 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today is a re-release of an episode first aired in the summer of 2020, over two years ago. And it's all about no-dig potatoes. I just thought it was an apt time to share this with you guys as I'm looking to sow my Christmas potatoes about now. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, then you're thinking about sowing all of your main crops and potatoes will be among them. Maybe not quite yet, but in the near future. So I thought now is a great time to revisit this episode. I'll be back on Friday with another brand new show for you guys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 54 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today we're going to be talking about no-dig potatoes. Now, I've spoke about no-dig gardening before. I have done an episode on the subject. It's something I'm a massive advocate for. So no-dig gardening is, simply put, it's a method of gardening without ever turning over the soil. You never fork the soil. So in uh, England we call it no-dig gardening. In the States, I believe it's called no-till gardening and to till is to plow so it's just a way of using our gardens without having to disturb the soil there's so many reasons why I'm an advocate for it and the more I learn about it the more I think about it the more I just think it doesn't make sense to do it any other way I can't imagine why anyone is doing it differently the reason being that there's two sides to it that both have advantages and one's for you and one's for the ground. So the advantage for you is obviously it's so much less work and who doesn't want less work? Now, obviously, if there's a lot less work, then sometimes that cost that comes at the cost of something else. However, in this case, it's quite the opposite because not only is it less work for you, but it's also beneficial for your soil. Your soil is keeping all of its microorganisms and its ecosystems, the food soil, soil food web, where you've got all your amazing mycorrhizal mushrooms and nematodes and everything all working together in harmony to feed your plants for you, to make your plants have all the nutrition that they need at their disposal. And every time we dig up the soil, we're disturbing that delicate balance so by not doing so is actually doing your soil a favor and in turn doing your crops a favor and the small amount of research that I've seen done on the subject shows that in domestic gardens that your yields will actually increase with no dig gardening so there is literally no downside 
The No Dig Gardening Methods chief proponent is a chap called Charles Dowding, who is very findable online. It's not how I came to the subject, however. I literally started No Dig Gardening just through a series of trial and error and trying things out and thinking about how and why things work. And it was only after I'd implemented much of what I now do that I started looking it up and finding out that it was a thing, you know. So it's definitely something that I suggest you do. Today we're specifically talking about potatoes and there's a a couple of reasons for that as well. So the first one is that when you're taught gardening or given tips by a very knowledgeable old gardener who's been doing it a long long time chances are you're going to be taught that to dig to grow potatoes requires a lot of digging the thought of doing it any other way was quite hard for me to fathom it was the one crop that I couldn't really work out how to incorporate into a no dig method easily however things have changed and there is such a simple way of doing it and when you understand how and why everything works when you're growing your potatoes then you really do understand that the no dig method is perfectly suited to potatoes if you know what you're doing and by the end of today's episode we will all know what we're doing and I can assure you that once you've tried it this way you will never ever grow back so potatoes are such a huge staple crop particularly for us domestic gardeners who are trying to produce produce for our families they're just one of if not the only really simple staple food that we can produce a lot of that doesn't require any processing down the line obviously to make flowers and cereals and things like that it's not just a case of harvesting the plant and putting it in your kitchen there's a lot of processing needs to be done but potatoes can be just harvested straight out the ground and put straight in a sack ready to go into storage or straight into the kitchen to be used to make just amazing meals so there's something that we use a tremendous amount of now we tend to plant three different types of potatoes we plant our first earlies and second earlies and then our main crop plants so your first early varieties are going to take as little as eight weeks to be ready to be dug up and then your second earlies are going to be ready about a month after that and then your main crop will be the following month and the month after so if you are able to start planting as soon as your last frosts have been or on or around that date really you want to be getting your first potatoes in just before your last frost actually because we're going to cover them up and the frosts are only going to damage any leaves that have poked up through the mulch so in an ideal world we we'd keep the frost off the leaves but if you do get a little bit of frost damage you don't need to worry too much it's almost certainly not going to kill the plant it'll just set it back a little bit just delay the growth so potatoes are certainly one of those plants where it's worth taking that little bit of extra risk when it comes to frost and allowing the plant to just come up when you're hopeful that the last frost has been but not certain there are lots of plants where you want to be certain because any frost at all and you're going to you're going to have dead plants but with potatoes again I would still try and protect them from frost like you would with any other seedlings but it's just not as critical so if you've planned everything right then you can be harvesting potatoes from as early as 
June right through till September and even later because you can leave them in the ground a little bit. You don't want to leave them in the ground too much once they've matured because they are susceptible to damage from slugs and pests like that. To next episode actually is going to be all about slugs and how we can deal with them in our gardens. So the next up we're going to be talking about how we sow our potatoes in a no-dig method. So a brief overview of a no-dig vegetable bed. It is literally just a space in your garden that you're going to plant your vegetables in that you have not dug over and you can make a no-dig vegetable bed in next to no time from a piece of lawn. You literally would, in your first year, you would just put down some cardboard or some paper sacks or something like that as a weed suppressant and then throw some mulch straight over the top and then boom there you go you have your no dig vegetable bed you would then leave that till the following season when the cardboard or paper would have mostly rotted down and hopefully will have inhibited the weeds below or the grass below so that it would have basically died off and then you're ready to plant straight down through that mulch and then you would basically just top that mulch up every year and that is your no dig gardening bed so there's no digging of the soil but there's also no digging when you plant nine times out of ten you're just going to plant in that mulch on top so you want to be planting in some compost you can use compost as the mulch for your whole bed if you have ready access to lots of compost we don't have access to as much compost as we'd like just yet because we're only a couple of years in to what we're doing here and a lot of our composting methods take around 18 months to develop so we're just starting to see the fruits of our labor with regards to compost but isn't we're not quite generating compost at the rate we'd like next season we should be fully up and running with that and that won't be an issue but at the moment we're using just wood chip as the vast majority of our mulch so within my wood chip topping that I've got across all my beds I would just separate a small space for my potato to go in now you can literally just lay your potato down straight on top of the ground and throw some mulch over the top I personally like to surround the potato with a little bit of compost and then surround that in mulch just because I think that's going to give the first small roots that come out of the potato a really good head start. But those roots are going to find their way down into the soil, no problem whatsoever. So you don't need to worry about your soil being particularly compacted or loosening it up for the potatoes. They're going to do just fine in your no-dig soil and the seed potato itself is going to sit above the soil within your loose layer of mulch on the top, whatever that might be. Now, if you don't have any compost, you can just use glass clip, grass clippings or hay or whatever mulch product you have that is organic matter and put that straight on top of your potatoes and just allow that to be your top layer of mulch that you're planting in. At no point do you need to pierce the actual soil. 
So when selecting your potatoes for growing, you want potatoes that have already chitted. The chits are the little nodules that have already started growing on the potatoes, the little shoots that are going to grow up and become the new stems that are going to have leaves on them. So potatoes will chit when they're left in any kind of daylight, which is why when we're storing our potatoes, it's really important to keep them in a dark place. You can use seed potatoes, which you can buy, but you can equally just use potatoes that you have in your kitchen that you are going to be eating that have started to chit. So once you've got those little shoots coming out, those shoots are going to want to be placed face up so that they have easy access to grow straight up through your mulch and find the sunlight. The only difference between seed potatoes that have been bought specifically for planting and any other potato that has started to chit is that the seed potatoes are supposed to be disease free. They're supposed to be free of any kind of blight or anything like that. So there is a school of thought that says you should only use seed potatoes so that you reduce the chances of getting potato blight or anything like that. But I have to say that personally, we've used just regular eating potatoes every year and we've never had a problem. So, you know, your mileage may vary with that. So once you've popped your seed potatoes in the ground and you've covered them up with mulch, that's pretty much all you need to do. They're going to take care of themselves. They're going to grow up through that mulch. You're going to see the lovely green leaves coming up and the the roots are going to find their way down into the soil. The last thing that's going to be happening is that there are going to be other shoots that come out after the leaves have started to developing and these are going to be effectively the potatoes version of umbilical cords that go off to the new tubers, the new potatoes that we're going to be harvesting. So the process of earthing up is something that old time potato growers will talk about and it's how I was taught and what we're told the traditional thinking is that when your potatoes are growing you would continually hoe between the rows of potatoes and pull that soil up onto the plants. The idea being that the soil would be continually banked up, the leaves would grow up higher and higher and you'd continue to cover them and then your new potatoes your new tubers would grow in that soil this is part of the reason why coming up with a no dig process of potatoes just seems so alien to a lot of traditional growers when you've finished growing your potatoes what you tend to have is big hills and furrows right across your row so that in the lower portions where you've taken that soil to pile up on top of your potato plants, you're actually significantly lower than ground level. So that's exactly what we're trying to avoid with no-dig gardening. So what we're going to do is we're going to earth up using any kind of mulch. Now that could be straw, it could be compost, but whatever you use, you want to leave it nice and loose. If you're using compost, don't pack it down around the plants, just keep it nice and loose. There are a couple of reasons why you need to earth up your plants. Now, we're not going to earth them up, 
but it's a term that a lot of people are familiar with. So I'm going to continue using the term. So the first thing is it gives your tubers somewhere to grow. If your tubers are going to be looking for somewhere to grow and their choices to go down or up, then they're going to want to stay in that loose section that we've put in rather than go down into that hard ground. It's going to be so much easier for them to form in the loose substrate that we're putting there for them than it is in the hard soil that we're not digging. The second thing that it's really important to bear in mind and the other reason that we're going to be earthing up all the time is because we want to be protecting those potatoes from the sunlight. When your potato tubers are exposed to the sunlight, it increases the production of a substance called solanine. Now, solanine is found in all the nightshade plants, so in your tomatoes as well as your potatoes, and it's actually toxic, it's actually poisonous to humans. And when you expose your potatoes to the sunlight while they're growing, they go green and they have this higher level of solanine in. Now, it's not something that's going to kill you, but it's it can make you quite unwell. And it's certainly something that you want to avoid. And it's very easy to avoid. So we just keep our tubers covered up with our mulch. So at this point, you can imagine that there's four parts to your potato plant. You've got your original seed potato. And if in your mind's eye, you draw a cross section of your row of potatoes, you can see that seed potato is sat just above the hard compacted soil that we're not touching. Then below that, down into the soil, the permanent soil, you've got your potato roots. And then directly above that, you've got your shoots and leaves. And then all around your seed potato and halfway up your green growth, you have your mound of loose substrate, your mulch. And within that, you have all your new tuber growth. So another, yet another advantage of growing this way is that that mulch that compost that loose organic matter that we're adding is going to be left there and it's going to feed the soil for the next season the worms are going to take it down and mix it all in and it's going to be your top layer of mulch after you harvest if you wanted to put a second harvest in after some of your early varieties you can straight into that compost but it's going to be there ready to feed the soil for the following year. So the next thing that we're going to be talking about is harvesting. And that is just another aspect that becomes so much easier with this method. So harvesting your potato plants is super simple. What you will find because all of your tubers and the bulk of your growth is going to be within this really loose top layer, this mound of really loose substrate. If you get hold of all the growth from your plant, and there's going to be more than one stem, try and get all the stems together and pull them all out at once, you're actually going to pull straight up through that loose mound a great portion of your potato straight out the ground. And the rest of them can be harvested simply with your hands without having to do any digging at all by just filtering through that loose, almost sandy substrate, you're gonna be able to just pull them all out. Because we're 
using a no dig method as well just another added side benefit is you're going to need almost zero watering the only time we would water our potatoes once they're in is if we've had a drought uh, quite a significant drought or maybe if we haven't had that much rain just towards the end when our tubers are really growing really quite fast just the last couple of weeks before we harvest that might be the time that we would water the plants you know you're ready to harvest when the leaves start going yellow and wilting and, and the plant loses all its vigor and it looks like it's about to die that's when you're going to harvest because that's when it's finally stopped putting any growth on those tubers now generally speaking you would harvest after the plant has flowered but sometimes in your first early varieties, they're not always going to flower before the tubers are fully grown. So the, the best key indicator really is just looking at that green growth and, you know, does it look like it's it's done its job and it's at its end of life? Because if it is, then it's it's pretty much there and ready to harvest. Once you've harvested all of your plants, then obviously the greenery would go straight onto your compost pile and that's ready to form your mulch layer for the following year. And the potatoes that you have harvested, they can be stored really well for months in a root cellar. Now we have a couple of root cellars that we've built in the garden and we I think last year we had potatoes stored in there for about three and a half months and the only problem we had was on one occasion we didn't have the seal quite fitted correctly and a load of slugs got in there so pests can be a problem but once you've got your potatoes harvested if you've put them in a sack if you've got a, a decent root cellar they're going to store for a long long time so there you go that's no dig potato gardening the main pest or not pest disease that people worry about quite understandably so with potatoes is blight and it's the main reason why we're always told to rotate our beds now blight can spread from potatoes to tomatoes so when you're thinking about rotation you want to keep those two as part of the same rotation if you like there's no point rotating out a vegetable bed to avoid blight if you're then going to plant tomatoes in it or vice versa. So blight is something that can really harm a crop, but it does seem to be a little bit less prevalent when you're using the no-dig method than it might be if you're using a more traditional method. Now, this is not something I can cite scientific studies for, but Charles Dowding has been doing quite a number of bits of sort of home research on this and you can find out more on his website but it does appear that the significance of crop rotation is significantly diminished if you're going to be using a no-dig method everything just seems that little bit healthier it comes back to how we're not destroying the soil food web and how everything can just be a generally healthier plant because they're getting everything they need much more readily so that's the end of today's episode. That's the end of No Dig Potatoes. I certainly hope that you're going to go out and try it and let me know how you get on. Thanks for listening and I'll speak to you next time. This episode of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. 
If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcast. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face to face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.